0: Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Hey, you found the Mess It Up podcast. I am the uh, Bowtie Guy.
1: I am the um, biker chick.
0: (laughs) And uh, this is where we try to take messes and turn them into messages. We are sitting here on show number 59, almost show number 60. That's incredible to me. Um, One of the things we love to do here at the Mess It Up podcast, and by we, I mean I, is uh, the word of the week. And secretly, Christina loves it too. Uh, But I think... I wish that I was recording this one with video because you would love to see the look that I'm going to get when I tell her what the word of the week is. Are you ready for it? No, I'm not. Can I give it to you anyway? Sure. All right. It's blatherskite. (laughs) Do you have any idea what blatherskite is?
1: No. Okay. Not a chance.
0: All right. It's a noun. Okay. Okay. Do you want to take a guess? Do you want to play this game? No. No, I don't. So it is a person who talks at great length without making much sense. Paul. I'm doing jazz hands right now. It's (laughs) Paul. It is. I am a blatherskite.
1: (laughs) You're hysterical.
0: (laughs) Oh, I saw that. I don't know how I came across. Oh, I know how I came across across that. It was on my uh, word of the week or, I mean, big word screensaver on my computer. I was like, ooh, that's a good one. Let's try that one. So... Yeah, blatherskite it is.
1: Okay, I don't know. I have nothing to say after that, so <laughs> just keep going.
0: All right, so um, this has been a... Uh, Another fun week. We've had a lot of rain in the desert in the middle of May, which is kind of a weird thing. It has been weird. And uh, there was like snow in the mountains. I was checking. I had some friends who went to uh, Mammoth a couple weeks ago. And so I was checking the weather for them. And in May, middle of May, they had 85 inches of snow at the main lodge, 150 up at the summit. And it was supposed to snow that weekend. So even more in May. That's just complete and total nuts to me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, So, um, I was, uh, walking into the prison, uh, at one point recently, and I was talking to a guy and we got to be talking about the idea of passive aggressiveness in people and how uncompelling of a feature that is. Uh, how do you feel about passive aggression?
1: Um, I don't like it.
0: Yeah. So
1: I was trying to think of something passive aggressive to know, say, but I, I couldn't. That's I was so like, and I was gonna
0: uh, wait and jump on it, and be like, and that was passive aggressive. I was trying. We're, we're vibing. It's not here, that sister. smart. It's good. Um, you know, it's kind of fun to watch the uh, the sound waves when we both go nuts, and it just fills That's the crazy. entire thing with sound waves. Well, uh, first
1: of all, I'm sure your computer freaks out because I'm talking. It's like, what is that, the Christina?
0: Doesn't freak out, but the listeners it's like, do. True. Ooh, is there a guest? Right.
1: Oh no, that's just biker chick.
0: That's the co-host. Crazy. So, um, passive aggression is something that I've heard about a lot, uh, mm-hmm. through life. I, the first time I remember really hearing that phrase of passive aggressive behavior was in a psychology class when I was in college, my first year of college. So back in the eighties, and this was before you were born. I know, um, I was born in the seventies. ya? You're not quite as young as I wanted you to be.
1: Nope. Uh, Sorry.
0: Well, I guess it's better that I underestimated your age than overestimated, right? True. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, I, I remember seeing it's like, well, that seems odd. This, you know, passive but aggressive. I don't get what it is. And um, over time, I've seen it raise its head in people and i i think a lot of people love to use this phrase especially it seems like now it's a lot of thing like i hear a lot of people like oh passive aggressive much and like like you just did to me right and they they don't get it i have a family member who loves to accuse people of being passive aggressive yet they are one of the most passive aggressive people i've ever met hmm. And they just can't quite see that they're doing the thing that they're accusing everyone else of. Uh, But I can't, and I've tried to think of a place where passive aggressive behavior is a good thing. And to me, it's a lot like sarcasm. It seems like fun, but there's really nothing edifying about it in the least.
1: Absolutely, I could talk on that forever because I'm a sarcasm. And when I first heard that being sarcastic can be being sinful, it floored me. No. Yeah. I was like, what? Good job, Paul. Um, But I I agree. It's not edifying at all. Um, Passive aggressiveness or sarcasm or any of those things that are sideways ways of handling what should be either healthy confrontation, healthy conversation, or whatever.
0: And I think it's gotten worse. And I hate to be one of these old farts, but let's face it. You are. Yep, thank you. Um, But I think that social media has helped us have a large uptick in passive-aggressive behavior. I think it encourages and breeds passive-aggressive behavior. Because we don't have to look at the person while we're saying. We can just type it out into the ether or put it on their, or their thing. Um, because we just want to complain. Right. And, or let me take that back. I just want to complain, but I think it, it feels to me as though I see more of that because of that whole presence online where we can just gripe and complain and, uh, just be generally mean mm-hmm. About things And um, I don't know I, I, I think that there's a lot of good things About uh, Social media But I think that that is One Really insidious thing That I wish that We could find a way to You know Get rid of But it doesn't seem as though It's going anywhere fast It just seems like people Are on it And want to continue. Absolutely. On it. And, and I like that, you know, we talked about the edification thing because, um, the, the idea of edification is given to us throughout the Bible. You know, I mean, we are, we are exhorted to be edifying to one another. We're exhorted to, you know, when we correct people, we need to do it and edify the body of Christ. Uh, Paul, it's a big subject with him. He goes through it in in many places to build people up. And honestly, it feels good to be edified. Right. It feels good to edify. Uh, We were talking in my uh, my Tumi class that I teach at the prison about edification uh, a week or so ago. And I asked each person to go around and talk about the last time they edified someone. And it was funny to watch their faces because I I had them just break into pairs right where they were and just tell the person next to them when was the last time they edified someone. And some people had a hard time identifying what they were doing that might be edifying someone. Uh, Some people, you know, it hadn't been today or yesterday or last week. It had been a while since they had done anything to lift up another brother. Right. And it should be like something that should be constantly happening, I think. And I think so. and when it does, it feels nice. It feels nice to get it. And it feels nice to give it. It's just like, I don't know why we don't do it more when both parties benefit from it.
1: Well, to me, it's that whole concept of speaking life. You know, when you're edifying somebody, you're speaking life to them. You're speaking, you know, value and worth and you're uplifting them. And that's what we're called to do. We're not called to, you know, push down and slander and, you know, make people feel worse than what they did before they encountered you. Aren't they we supposed to be like the salt in the light? You know?
0: I think I've heard something about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And so it should be common practice. It's not because this world sucks. You know, there's so many things about this world that are just negative and draining and, you know, beyond exhaustive. But it's our focus on Christ and what he calls us to do. That should be more important than anything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think if I have to think, how can I edify a person? I'm obviously out of practice. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to think when I'm driving down the road, how do I turn on the blinker? Right. I know, it's, it's right over here on the left, and I turn it on, and I, I, I merge. Um, edification should be something that just, I'm ready at a moment's notice. And I'm a person, I don't know, maybe because I'm optimistic and, and cheerful, I like to do that. I, I, and I especially love to do it out in public. Uh, you know, a person who's serving me at McDonald's. Today there was a girl, and she had just messed up with an order. Uh, and And she told a person she she sold him something, and the machine was broken or something like that, and so she had just eaten crow with this customer, and then she turned to me and I could just see on her face like, ah, oh, another customer and so I just gave her, "Hey, how you doing right and just smiled and told her thank you, and have a nice day and yeah it was good. When I'm walking into prison, I'm always talking to people, even if I don't know them, especially if they're standing next to the visitor's door and they're going in for a visit. I tell every guy standing there, have a good visit. Hey, you have a good visit. And I'll stop talking to whoever I'm talking to to tell them, have a good visit because it just, you know, it, it just makes a difference. And I know that that's what I want. So those are the seeds I have to sow.
1: Right. And one thing keeps popping in my brain is even people that you don't like, there's ways to edify them. You know, people that rub you wrong constantly, there's got to be something positive about them. I like your purse. You know, your smile is fantastic today. There's always something positive about another person that you can find. It's just your heart and your will to find that. So it the whole fake it till you make it thing comes to mind. Uh-huh because this, it applies to me. So those people who I don't necessarily care for, for whatever reason it is, I personally believe I need to find something positive about them more than I need to find something positive about the person that I love with all my heart. Because the more that I search for the positive things about those people that I don't like, the more my heart focuses and changes to a more Christ-like attitude. So the more that I fake it, until I make it in this scenario, the more my heart actually changes because I'm looking for a difference instead of just going after my crappy heart sometimes and being like, oh, there's that person again.
0: Right. You focus on those negative things and then mm-hmm. they become negative And so you see the negative. And just, it's going to spiral. Right. And it's, it's up to me which direction I let it spiral. Yes. So...
1: Perfect right, cool. summary of my mumbling there, well, Paul.
0: you know, that's, thank you so much. Great and shock. I thought you did a great job just bringing up that subject. Aw, shucks, oh, shucks. Look at us edifying each yeah. other. Well, I didn't even intend to do that. <laughs> that means it's a natural muscle that you're used to using. That's I see that you caught me yeah. there. So... Um, Our song of the week this week uh, talks a little bit about edification as well. Uh, This is a song from Audio Adrenaline. This song is uh, called Kings and Queens, and it talks about uh, doing things for the least of these. So enjoy this song. We'll be back on the other side of the break to talk about it, and uh, we'll see you in just a few minutes. Nice. That song coming home from the prison the other day and I thought ah, that's a great song to put on the podcast so I thought I, I would bring that song good stuff yeah um, what stands out to you I stomped on you last week so I'm, I'm giving you a chance to stomp on me this week but Get your it's- shoes on even though it says little hands and shoeless feet at the beginning
1: are you just going to keep talking?
0: <laughs> I <realized> that that's <laughs> what I was doing.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. I really don't have anything to say because Go I've ahead. not had a chance to think.
0: Yeah, so for me, you know, it, it's talking here and it talks about the little hands and shoeless feet and lonely eyes and doing these things. It says, These are our daughters and our sons. And it, it sounds to me like, the guy who just came back from, the, or the girl who just came back from the missionary trip, and saw the, you know, the emerging nation, you know, the poor people, and, and all that, and you're doing things for the least of these. But I think to myself, anybody is the least of these, because in some way somebody is lacking in something, and it, it, uh, more obvious if a person is lacking in finances or health or whatever to say, oh, this poor downtrodden person and do something for them. And, and, but where am I, you know, the least of these, I know at one point spiritually, I was definitely one of the least of these morally, I was bankrupt and I was just as bad off, even though I had some money in a house as a person who was living in a squat somewhere in the jungle. Um, it's, Christina's now looking at me like I'm absolutely off my gourd. I don't know if she's like agreeing with me or disagreeing with me or just like I wonder if I can make him uncomfortable. But it worked. Which one is? It? I'm just. Am like, I out of my tree?
1: I'm like, what is he saying right now? Um,
0: Were we listening to the same song?
1: I guess. I guess so. All right. No good stuff. You're doing well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Atta boy. Um, it, it's I, when, when you look at the, the second verse, uh, it comes in, it says, break our hearts once again and help us to remember that. My heart has to be broken hmm. constantly hmm. because when it's not, I, I don't see those in need as well. And, and I love when Christ breaks my heart with something. And and like I said, not necessarily with just the obvious. I mean, I see it in the prison each time I go in. And I, I spend a lot of time there. So I see these guys who are bereft in some areas, but are living in abundance in others. Right. And the joy that I get from them that I wouldn't get somewhere else because they are living without and and when in my life when I have a time of living without is when I appreciate what's going on there and so these guys they love their Jesus because they're living without all the rest of the distraction of the world and even Mm -hmm. though they're going back and we want them to go back and, and live successfully in that right now they're reveling in Jesus
1: and that's awesome
0: yeah And, and I think too, like this, like, you know, he said, where the heck is Paul coming from on this? That's the beauty I think of art and song and music and poetry is that it, it may mean something to me today and then something else tomorrow. Oh, for sure. And, and because I heard this song coming out of the prison, that's immediately where my brain went to is when I was looked down upon and I was the least of these and I was so glad that someone looked down on me and and lifted me up instead of just leaving me down. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, before the break, we were talking about that whole passive aggressive thing. Oh yeah. And I want to know, uh, I want to talk a little bit about how we move past that either in our own lives or in the lives of other people. How do we deal with a person who's being passive aggressive with us? What, what are some ways that you've dealt with it either successfully or maybe not so successfully that, I mean, it's good to have, both ends of this.
1: I really try healthy confrontation to find out why they're being passive aggressive with me. Um Do there, you
0: call out as such?
1: Uh typically, yeah. There's <laughs> there's this one lady in my craft group who is um you can tell that she suffered a lot of hurt in her life and there's a lot of comparison between her and other people. There's a lot of, um, just passive aggressiveness, just the way she says things, the way that she communicates things. And, um, it's hard for me to deal with. It it really is. And so I've taken the approach where I just go face forward, right at her in a loving and kind way. Hey, I see you said this. What is going on there? You know, what are you feeling? What are you in? Sometimes she responds and sometimes she doesn't. But I don't like to just skirt around the topic when it faces me every day. Yeah. You know, if if you're going to be in my life in one form or another, then we need to resolve this and handle it because if not, it's just going to fester and it's just going to get worse. And I'm going to end up wanting to stab you in the face. Yeah. And that's not healthy for anybody involved because that changes my heart and my attitude. And I don't want that. I don't want your negativity to impact me in that way. So for me, healthy confrontation is a way to resolve that in a situation that is going to have lasting impact moving forward.
0: Right. And I, I, have a tendency to want to go at it in a little bit of a passive-aggressive way and do stuff to bug that person, to call out the passive-aggressive in a way that's bothersome and just to kind of needle them. That's just my jerk, uh, my, my my inner jerk that wants to come out. And right. that's so unhealthy. Uh, My friend Mark always says, you know, God gave Moses the authority to speak to the rock, not to strike the rock. And we said, you know, touch your staff on the rock and it will give water. And he just smacked that thing like it was a piñata. And and that's not what we're called to do. We're not called to smack people like a piñata to knock the whatever out of them. Right. We're called to lovingly, graciously, kindly, in an edifying way, rebuke them.
1: We just talked about this whole rebuke in judgment and judgment in our place as Christians this morning in Bible study. It's kind of funny.
0: Is it odd? Odd. Or is it God?
1: It's oddly Godly. <laughs> he just did the finger gun at me. I may kick him under the table. Ow! Um, that was now not Now they me. all
0: think you did. I know, but I didn't.
1: <laughs> and I really don't care. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. You're talking about good
0: job. rebuke and Bible study.
1: I know, but I don't know where I was going with it now. I totally forgot. Well,
0: it, I try to look at when I'm rebuking a person or trying to. I edify hate that them word, or, by the way. It, it, it has a bad connotation, but it's a good That's thing. because
1: it's a Christianese word. It,
0: it can be, yes. It is. Uh, well, it's been it's been hijacked by the Christianeseers. Whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, commandeered. Uh, anyhow, I try to. When I can give what I want. And I want a person to come to me with respect. If a person comes to me shouting, yelling, telling me how I'm bad, brain turns off mm-hmm. and I tune them out. If they come to me and say, hey, I'm just, this is what I'm seeing and can we talk about this? Right. I am so much more willing to be gracious and humble and to change my action because that person is taking a risk. They're risking the relationship to bring this up so that I can be a better human. And I need to take that as a compliment that they love me enough that they want me to be better.
1: Mm. It's a good way to look at it.
0: I try. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes I just get snotty.
1: True. Me too.
0: Yeah. I do have that tendency. Well, I think that our challenge this week is to get someone to edify someone and I need to start with myself by edifying people. So that's going to be my goal for this week is to just go out and try to edify people. If you've been edifying people, I would love to see some pictures on the social media. Instead of using social media to cut people down and be passive aggressive, let's use social media as a place to edify people and lift them up. Show a picture of you edifying someone, maybe buying someone a cup of coffee or you know, just giving someone a hug or a, whooping them a high five at the gas station, something like that. But put it with the hashtag mess it up and then hashtag Edify me. And uh, we'll look for those and see if somebody wins some coffee. Uh, we did get a coffee winner from our uh, hashtag my group yeah. this last week. And uh, so, or I guess it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, we record these sometimes out of order. But uh, anyhow, the uh, the hashtag game was a lot of fun. So thanks for playing. Keep it up. Look for us uh, on Instagram. Look for us on Twitter, on Facebook. We have a... Uh, page on Reddit called Messed Up Ministries. And uh, we try to be all over the place. Also, if you want to help us pay the bills, you can go to our website, which is MessedUpPodcast.com and click the uh, Become a Patron button. And on Patreon, for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the ministry financially by giving a dollar or $5, $10, $25, whatever it happens to be. Uh, To support us and keep the things going that you are hopefully enjoying. Also, a great way to support the ministry that costs you nothing is to go and give us a rating on iTunes. Yes. And uh, write a review because the way that these uh, things work is when people search for something, if they see something that's gotten a lot of good reviews, they give them to us and say, hey, listen to this. So... Please do that. We will catch you next time on Mess It Up. I am Bowtie Guy at MessItUpPodcast.com. Podcast.com.
1: Bike your ticket, mess
0: And you can talk to intern Dave at info at messituppodcast.com. And we will catch you next time we We what? Mess it up. <laughs> ah!